0: I don't know. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. And it's like a competition all in itself, and it's exhausting. Not something I'm looking forward to continuing to do. Welcome to the Being Better Everyday podcast, where we make your days more peacefully productive while you're juggling all the things. I'm your host, Julie Wenslick, a millennial mom, finance professional, and founder of PW Designs. I know that as a mom, business owner, corporate girly, or a combination of all three like myself, Sometimes life can feel like a lot. With the simplicity and systems and being better every day, we create habits and routines that support your life, create calm in the chaos, and put the you back in your everyday. Grab those headphones, put on your shoes, and join me on a walk while we dig in to today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are having a cozy chat about life, toddlers and all the fall activities. Once a month, I give you a recap of how life's been going the last 30 days and boy, do we have a lot to catch up on. If you don't know me personally, let me introduce myself again. My name is Julie, and I'm a Minnesota mom who works full-time as a workplace retirement plan consultant. I've been married to my husband for the last 10 years, and I have been with him since May of 2007. I have a four-and-a-half-year-old girl, Danny, who is independent, strong-willed, smart, beautiful, caring, and everything in between. She's playing in the other room right now, so hopefully I keep uninterrupted, but we will see. I strive towards being better every day for the ultimate purpose of living a happy and full life. By nights and weekends, I run PW Designs, which is the business behind the Being Better Every Day podcast. So let's jump into how October went. First of all, the last time I caught up behind the scenes of my life, I was preparing to go on a trip to Canada at the beginning of October with my grandparents. And although I was really excited about this, unfortunately, that trip was canceled due to a short-term health issue with my grandpa. I have never been to Canada with my grandparents and they have been going since they were 30 years old. I am one of the only family members left that I believe that has not gone on this trip with my grandparents in you know, the last 50 years. Um, so I'm super sad to not have those memories with my grandparents, but at the same time, the forecast was 50 and rain with 40 mile an hour winds. And the whole time we were supposed to be up there fishing for eight hours a day, it was going to be really bad weather. I'm thinking God intervened a little bit on that one because fishing in 50 degrees and rain is not really my cup of tea. I mean, I'm not a huge fisherman in general. I would much prefer Florida sun. So there, from there, I should say, it's been macro themes of health, parenting, and fall for the rest of the month. So let's start with family time and parenting, since that is obviously a big theme for every month. First off, one of the best ways for me to look back in the month with gratitude is to look at the pictures on my camera roll. If you have been on my YouTube, then you may have heard of the exercise I talk about called the brain dump of joy. It's where you reflect by using captured moments on your phone to look back on. One of the best ways for me to do this is through the app called Chatbooks, Back in the day, I used to love scrapbooking or cute books through Shutterfly. Since having Danny, I have given up on that dream, but I love printing photos still. I just don't have the time for actual scrapbooks. So I imagine looking back on them in 50 years and seeing a life well lived, regardless of kind of the medium of how I do it. So once a month, I open my chatbooks app and open the most recent book I've been working on and upload my favorite photos from the month. Before, I chatbooks has like a monthly subscription. I don't do that. I create my own flat lay eight by eight books, and I don't do anything fancy. I literally just upload them. One of the beauty of this is that you can sort by date, so you can always narrow it down to the current month, right? So what I end up doing is either printing by quarter or by two quarters, depending on how many photos I have. Um, and then what I do is I print it, I bring it home and that, or bring it home, whatever. It gets shipped to my house. And then I take a Sharpie marker and I write on the space on the side, what the memory is from. So I'm literally just like, again, nothing fancy, uploading the photos, printing the book and writing in the memories. So I have, you know, done that for October. I've done that for 2023. I've actually done it 2020 or sorry, 2019, (laughs) 2021, 2022, and year today, 2023, I still have to go back and do 2020, but When I look back at October, I see taking my daughter to the farm with friends, taking her to a corn maze with her cousins, lots of walks in the sunshine, sunshine, beautiful fall colors, our anniversary date, mini golfing for the first time with Danny, and even a rare day date for Matt and I when we snuck out to go golfing in the beginning of the month. This month definitely had its moments of joy, that's for sure, but it also had a punch. So when I talk about the punch of the month, um, it's fall cleanup season for those who live in the Midwest, which means my husband works more and more of the parenting load falls on my shoulders than normal. For most of the year, my husband is a lead parent. He works three to four days a week, nine months out of the year, and then is home in the wintertime, and I work full-time in corporate America. Not only did I have more on my plate during the week, but I also spent two weekends alone this month with Danny, and one of which she spent sick. My mother in law had inherited her mom's house, and he had to go home back to our hometown, which is five hours away, to clean it out uh, two different weekends. And obviously, that's much easier said without a toddler running around. Um, so, you know, we kind of decided to split up for those two weekends. But for those of you who have been around a while, you may know that I have massive anxiety issues when it comes to things being out of control with my daughter, including when she gets sick. I often have panic attacks, and I'm an overall mess. I have invested in tools and tactics to help me over the years, which we'll dive into in a later episode, but it was tough on my mental health. I had so many good moments those weekends, but it came in with a lot of increased anxiety and that's sometimes really difficult to deal with. At this point, at, sorry, at one point in the month, I had had enough. I had been telling myself that I would find a therapist specializing in AMDR or RRT for a long time but I never got around to it. It was just one of those like someday things that kept on the to-do list month after month after month after month. And after a more recent panic attack, I had said enough is enough and I was going to find a new therapist. I had tried avenues through work through my AAP. I had tried BetterHelp, which is a free thing through my work and they just didn't have anyone specializing in RRT. So in the month of October, I can probably say that I now have a new therapist and I have done two sessions, an intro session and an RRT session. And at the time, if you're listening to this, I haven't actually done it yet. or at the time of listening to this, I've done it. But as of the time of recording, I haven't done it yet. It's actually this next week. But sometimes if you don't know what RIT is, it is sometimes referred to as advanced resolution therapy, ART, or rapid resolution therapy, RRT. It's an exposure-based psychotherapy technique that's been shown to achieve results way quicker than other approaches with five seconds or five sessions or less. In many cases, it's an accelerated resolution therapy, which is why it's called ART. I cannot wait to see if this gets me results in my anxiety, but we all need a little more help. And I grew up being ashamed of needing therapy, but now I'm saying no more. If you are one who has been struggling with in your season of life, use this as your cue to help and take the next right step. I know I'm interrupting this episode, but I promise it's for a good reason. Can you believe we are in the fourth quarter of 2023? That means it's time to get your first ever dated Better Everyday Planner. The fall drop includes the all-new Brain Dump Planner Pad, as well as functional and cute stickers to make any planner stand out. So if you want your life as organized as a home-edit pantry and as peaceful as a night with the kids staying at grandma's, then head to pwplanners.com shop now. Have questions? Don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm only a DM away. Okay. Before I digress too far into health, I will preview that in next week's episode. I want to talk a little bit about trying to get your kids into activities. Does anyone else feel this pain as much as I do? Because it is not easy. Why does it have to be so hard? I have watched my bestie do this for the last 10 years now, and she does it with so much finesse that I'm a little baffled. Now, Granted, she lives in a different area of the country, but she does live somewhere that has a decent amount of people. First thing I'm trying to get into is our local community center swim lessons for my daughter, and they just plain don't have it anymore. And then I was looking around and I was like, okay, I'll go to the local YMCA website. And that's already full. And before non-member registration even opens, which means we have zero chance of getting in because we're not members. And then we could join the lifetime, but theirs is full. So I need to do a little bit more digging. I don't want to have to hire for private lessons, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I can't seem to figure out how to get her into swim lessons. And she's four and a half years old. She's only been once. The other thing my daughter has been super into is dance. So I've been thinking about signing her up for dance class, even though my husband's not super thrilled about it. And Both of the studios buy us, one is $60 a month, one is $50 a month, and they are both nine month long commitments. And I'm sorry, but why can't I just try out and see if she's going to like it or not loathe it before I drop $500 on a commitment of something that could totally like combust in my face. Where we live in the West Metro, everything seems to fill up so fast and it's super frustrating and I never know when registration opens for anything. And I'm guessing this comes with being a seasoned parent. Um, And our next hurdle will be signing her up for kindergarten, but currently it just makes me want to give up. I will keep looking for swim lessons and I need to decide on dance. We are not doing basketball this winter. So then my next thing will be soccer after that, besides doing kindergarten in January. But it's, I don't know. I didn't know it was going to be this hard and it's like a competition all in itself. And it's exhausting. Not something I'm looking forward to continuing to do as a parent. So we've talked about the good memories and the family memories and the realness of parenting. The other big theme and pivot for me this month has been my health. I am not going to go too deep into this today because candidly you're going to get hear all about it on episode 12 next week. However, it's been a month of change for me. I got my results back from the Minneapolis Integrative Health Services early this month, and the results confirm that I indeed have a lot going on internally that I was that was causing my weight gain. It also was causing my increased anxiety and depression over the last four years. So step one, I promptly gave up all dairy and gluten, which has been actually easier than expected. I have done this in the past for 30-day stints and have done it primarily to try to lose weight. But when you know it's helping your internal health and you have a strong why, it's just been a lot easier. It's like, nope, I just can't have it. My body can't handle it right now. On top of that, I have added a myriad of supplements unique to me and my needs. Again, I'll kind of go through the backstory of how I got here next week on episode 12. It's amazing that only after a few weeks of how much I can already tell this is a step in the right direction. So I'm excited to see where I'll be after three months when we do our next test. It did take some coming to terms with, but I'm super thankful to have the means to do it and the commitment to put my health first. On a lighter note, the last thing I wanted to bring you up to speed with is books. I loved this month and what I have been reading. For those of you who stalk my Instagram stories, first of all, hi. Second of all, (laughs) you may already know that I have been reading a lot in 2023. It helps calm my mind and stops my head from spinning. I read four books in October, and honestly, I liked all four. Now, if you aren't into semi-spicy books, well, then these aren't for you. But that's mostly what I've been reading in 2023. I read Book Lovers by Emily Henry which was really cute. And then I got into a short series by Tessa Bailey called It Happened One Summer and Hook, Line, and Sinker. I love stories where I can visualize the town and visualize kind of the people in it. And And that series, I definitely, especially the first one, I definitely ended up getting into it. I didn't love the beginning, but got into the series. Both of those. So Tessa Bailey was available on Kindle Unlimited and Emily Henry was not. Both of them were new offers for me and I enjoyed both her books. So I will be back To both of them with other books in their, was it repertoire? I don't know, like what else they've written. The final book I read this month was called Caught Up by Liz Tomford and it came out recently and it's I think third of a four book series. The fourth book isn't out yet. I enjoyed the first two books of these and similarly enjoyed the third. So that book made it 40 books for the year and so far we will see where I end up. I didn't set out to read a certain number of books this year. I'm now slightly hoping I get to 50, but we'll see. Historically, I read about 10 books a year. So this has been a huge change of pace and I've loved it. And I plan on continuing because like I said, it's a way for me to turn off the brain and jump into a story that's not my own. Definitely nothing like it. So that's a wrap on my October. I hope you all enjoyed the fall weather and activities as much as I have. Even though I'm not a pumpkin spice latte girl, I do love everything fall. And I'm super thankful to have the memories this month brought me. Until next time, keep on taking one step towards a vision of being better every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Being Better Every Day podcast. To see any visuals, head over to my YouTube channel. Links, socials, and resources mentioned can always be found in today's show notes. I truly appreciate you leaving a rating and review to help me reach more women looking to build systems to be peacefully productive. If you are looking for more, you can always find me on Instagram at julie.pwdesigns, sharing the behind the scenes of my everyday life as a millennial mom, corporate girly, and small business owner. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day.